0: If you have your Bible, or if you have a Bible app on something, you'll find Luke chapter 2. Luke chapter 2. going to begin reading in verse 1. Luke chapter 2, verse 1. In those days, a decree went out from Caesar Augustus that the whole empire should be registered. This first registration took place while Quirinius was governing Syria. So everyone went to be registered, each to his own town. And Joseph also went up from the town of Nazareth in Galilee to Judea to the city of David, which is called Bethlehem, because he was of the house and family line of David to be registered along with Mary, who was engaged to him and was pregnant. And while they were there, the time came for her to give birth. And then she gave birth to her firstborn son, and she wrapped him snugly in cloth and laid him in a feeding trough because there was no room for them at the end think about it the eternal god the son of god the promised messiah the savior god in the flesh is going to send god's going to send his son to this earth it's been studied it's been predicted it's been prophesied anticipated For hundreds and hundreds, thousands, in fact, of years. And so God shows up, and there's no room for him in the inn. Now think about it. Before we get too harsh with the innkeeper, I would submit to you that we sometimes do the same thing in our hearts, in our lives, and we don't make room for Jesus. In 1963, the courts decided that Jesus should be banned from the classroom. No prayer. Down through the ages, in fact, for the last 40, 50 years or so, that Jesus has been taken out of the not just the classroom, but out of culture. Because people don't want to hear the name Jesus in public. And you can pray, but just do it in private. So, why do we not make room for Jesus? And in fact, why should we make room for Jesus? And how do you do it? And that's what I want to talk to you about in these few minutes together this morning. Uh, we sometimes don't make room for Jesus for the same reasons that the innkeeper did not make room for Jesus. You see, our heart is like an inn. And in our hearts we have different rooms, if you will, different compartments. Different rooms, and, and, and the time that we give, sometimes we select which room we want to give to Jesus. Okay, so Jesus, I'll give you this room in my heart, but this other room I'm, I'm going to keep for me. I mean, I don't know if I can let you into that room or not. And so sometimes we're selective about which room we want Jesus to have. Why don't we make room for Jesus well I said first of all on your outline the first reason we don't pay attention we sometimes do not pay attention we're not even aware of the fact that God is at work in our life and around us and and so God provides opportunities for us all the time and sometimes we think it's just luck we think it's just by chance by happenstance that something takes place and listen, it's God at work sometimes providing opportunities for you and for me, and we don't tune into it. Hey, listen, did, did you know this morning that in this building, for example, uh, there are lots of things going on? I mean, over here, there, there may be a newscast uh, taking place. And over here, there's a different program. Over here's a Western shoot 'em up bang-bang going on. Don't, don't, don't you see it? No, because, listen, there are waves going on through the air, radio, television waves. And you can't see it taking place, although they're here. The waves are here in the air. And so if we had a tuner where we could tune in and dial it in, you could see those things taking place. But just because you cannot see them does not mean that they're not real. Uh, and, and so sometimes God is around us at work and we miss him. We don't see him. We don't tune in to him. Let me give you a, for example, and it happened in the scripture all the time, by the way. The, the resurrected Jesus, uh, after Jesus had resurrected Jesus, We're given the story of the the two men who are walking the road to Emmaus. And uh, as those men walked along, the risen Lord Jesus Christ came alongside them. And the scripture says they saw him, but they, you know, physically, but they did not recognize him. They did not know who he was until he began to talk to them. And explain some things to them. Another time, Jesus is sitting uh, at the well. And this woman comes along. and, um, and, And so here's what Jesus said to her. Because she doesn't recognize him. Jesus said this, if you only knew the gift that God has for you. And if you knew who I am, you'd be asking me for a drink. And I would give you not just water, but I'd give you living water. They didn't recognize Jesus. They didn't tune in to Jesus. Listen, we often do the same. People do the same thing this time of the year at Christmas time. I, I mean, we uh, in, in the midst of our celebrations, we have all sorts of things going on. We have uh, specials on television, Christmas specials. We we see nativity scenes all around. People see it all around. Uh, and the Christmas music, there are carols and singing about Jesus. And yet, people still don't tune in. Because Jesus is not on their mind. See, that's what I said a couple weeks ago. If, if we don't celebrate Jesus, the reason for the season, it's just another holiday. That's all it is. And so we're not called to celebrate Christmas Day, we're called to celebrate the Savior who was born to us. And so, there there was that inn in Bethlehem that was there for the purpose of taking care of travelers who came through. a, A place for the travelers to go to and to sleep. No vacancy. The, the the other guests had it all occupied when mary and joseph came along see the space the spaces had been filled nothing available and if we're not careful we will fill our lives too so that we don't have room for jesus as we go about our christmas celebration Hey, listen, and it's okay to celebrate. I like Christmas. I I like the lights. I like the music. I like the food. I like Christmas. So so I I am not an old Scrooge. I'm just saying as we celebrate, don't lose sight of what we're celebrating or in fact who we're celebrating. We're celebrating the Lord Jesus Christ our Savior who was born. And so we have to be careful. See, listen, your heart, my heart, our hearts were made to hold God. In, in fact, I forget the name of the, the uh, I believe it was a French philosopher who said, each person has a God-shaped vacuum in his or her heart that only God can fill. And, and the trouble is, sometimes we're trying to fill that place for God with other things. So we need to be careful. Number two, we don't make room for, for Jesus because we crowd out, as I said, we crowd out our lives with other things. And, and not necessarily bad things, okay? I mean, we may be doing good things. We crowd out Jesus with other things for example how many of you have a garage at your house how many of you have your vehicle parked in your garage few of you do I mean that's what it was intended for right but guess what I see garages filled with a lot of stuff right I mean it begins to be a place for storage uh, and you have trouble walking, you know, because of all the stuff. It was designed for a garage. Uh, it, the garage was designed for, for a car, vehicle. But it gets crowded. It gets crowded. Your heart was made for God. And we have to be careful That our lives do not become filled with things that were not intended, our heart was intended to be filled with. So, we feel, if we're not careful, we fill our heart, we fill our lives with things. And God's not able to give us the gifts that he wants to give us because our heart's already full. Say, listen, don't forget, listen. God planned your life. You've heard me say this over and over. God has a purpose and a plan for your life. Now, God doesn't force you to follow his plan. We have to choose to follow his plan. We have to choose to love him because he first loved us. So, God says you can follow my plan. And and I have gifts. I have blessings for you that... That nobody else can give you. Or you can choose to go your own way and do your own thing. And when we go our own way and do our own thing. We sometimes wind up with broken lives. And broken relationships. And broken health. And broken dreams. And we end up with disappointments and discouragements. When we try to go our way instead of God's way. So why don't we go God's way to begin with? And we're spared all the heartache and the disappointment and the discouragement. There's a story in the scripture in Luke chapter 10 about two sisters, Mary and Martha, who were friends of Jesus. And they have Jesus over for dinner. And um, so the scripture says, Martha, one of the sisters, Martha (coughs) is busy. She's scurrying around, preparing, doing this, doing that, rattling the pots and pans, cooking. I don't know what else she's doing. Sounds a lot like Christmas, don't it? She's busy. She's busy. Martha's busy. Mary is busy. On the other hand, you know what she's doing? Scripture says she's sitting at the feet of Jesus. Listening. And, and, and so, uh, so, Martha is distracted by all the preparation and she came to Jesus and said, Lord, don't you care that my sister has left me to do all this work by myself? Jesus said Matha Martha don't don't be so upset don't 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 get rattled by all the busyness. there's one thing worth being concerned about and Mary has found it what is it get to know Jesus See, that, that's the important thing, getting to know Jesus. And so Jesus says, Mary's figured out that thing that's worth being concerned about. She's figured out the thing that was most important. So we have to be careful that we don't get so busy that we don't have room for Jesus. And somebody said this, listen, if, if Satan cannot make you bad, he'll make you busy. He'll make you busy so that you're distracted from the most important thing. Thirdly, number three, sometimes we don't make room for Jesus and people don't make room for Jesus because they think they don't need room for Jesus. In other words, it's called self-sufficiently. It's called I'm doing all right on my own. I don't really need Jesus because things are going good. And I'm doing fine. Verse in Psalms chapter 10 says this, people are too proud to seek God. They don't look for Him and there's no room for God in their thoughts. What are they thinking about? See here, here's the thing. Whatever we think about most becomes our God. So the question is, what do I think about most? What occupies my time and energy? What is it? And so sometimes people are too proud to seek Jesus. And in doing so, they miss, listen, the purpose that God has for their life. Have you noticed something that when you lose electricity, when you lose power at your house, have you noticed that all those electrical appliances are useless? Have you noticed that? I mean, you lose power, you can't use the microwave or the toaster or whatever it is that you have in your house that's electrical. And so... Disconnected, no power, those appliances are useless. Disconnected people, disconnected from God are really useless because they're not fulfilling the purpose that God has for their life. Remember, God has a purpose for your life. And so you cannot really fulfill that purpose that God has for you until you're plugged into the power source. And so that's why it's important. Now, so why, why should I make room for Jesus? We see it's pretty important to get to know your Creator and your Savior. Your Creator, listen. And some people believe this. Jesus did not start in Bethlehem. That was not the beginning. He he, he was always there. Listen. He has always been there. The, The scripture says he created everything that there is, including you and me. And nothing exists that he did not make. So he created everything. He sustains everything. And so, you know, we we say, when in doubt, read the directions. Where are the directions? Right here. When in doubt, get in touch with the maker or the inventor. Who is the inventor? Jesus. Jesus. So it behooves us to know the Creator, the the one who created this world and everything in it, and the one who created you. But not only did He create us, He saved us. Jesus came to die for our sins. And so, as we make room for Jesus... We want to make room for the one who loved us enough that he died on the cross for our sins. Hey, listen, did you know that you're significant? Did you know that you are important? Did you know that God loves you? If there's any doubt? Look at the cross. Jesus says, I love you this much. And he stretched out his arms and was crucified and gave his life. So that you might have life, life eternal, and life abundant on this earth. So you're significant. And, and he, wants, he wants you to get to know him. Because he knows you very well. He's, he's for you. He's your friend. John chapter 1. says this, John chapter 1, verse 10, Jesus came into the world which belonged to Him, but those who were His did not receive Him and did not welcome Him. But to those who did receive Him and welcome Him, He gave the privilege and the power to become the children of God to those who believed in His name. To those who believed in him, to them gave He the power, the authority, the privilege to be called children of God. Now somebody's going to say, and they have said, "Well, listen, everybody's a child of God. Well, no, no, no not really. Now God created everybody. In that sense, maybe that makes him the father. But God created everybody. Uh, God loves everybody. God has a purpose. For everybody but to be a part of God's family you have to make a choice to accept the Lord Jesus Christ and when you do then you're adopted into the family of God and he's your father you're his child so God created us God saved us we want to make room in our heart to get to know the Creator better to get to know our Savior Better. And how do you get to know someone better? It's called time. Spend time with them. And so, number two, it's important that I make room for Jesus so that I can enjoy a life of purpose and peace and power. Three, three things that as you come to know Jesus as Savior, three things that God says, I'll fill your life with. What are those three things? Purpose, peace, power. I've already talked about purpose. You're significant to God. He has a purpose for you. He never intended for you and me just to go through life, just barely getting by. Uh, j- just a trivial thing that we, we, we get up in the morning and... and um, And go our way and do our thing and come home at night and we go to bed and go to sleep. We get up the next day and do it the same thing over and over and over and over. Same routine. Now listen, there's more to life than that. You're significant. God has a purpose for you. And so as you get to know him, you discover that purpose. Hey, listen, he's he's given to you. Uh, not, Not only are you born with gifts, and abilities. But when you come to know Jesus as Savior, we believe the Bible teaches that you then get a spiritual gift, or maybe more than one, but you have a spiritual gift that God gives to you so that you might not enjoy it for yourself, but that you might use it to minister and to serve others. Purpose. Purpose. Not only does He give us purpose he gives us a peace he's called the what Prince Prince. of Peace Prince of Peace Jesus said I give you peace that the world cannot give you you see the peace that the world gives us is temporary might last for just a short while and it's gone But Jesus says, I give you peace that passes all understanding. It's a peace that the world cannot give you. And so peace is ours through the Lord Jesus Christ. And by the way, first comes peace with God, trust in Christ. So, you, so then you experience peace with God, and then comes the peace of God because you have peace with God. And the peace of God just simply says there's a God who's in control. There's a sovereign God who's in control. He's that, he's that one who gives you peace. Listen, even in the midst of the storms of life and the tough times of life, there's that Prince of Peace. My peace I give to you, that peace that passes all understanding. And then he gives us, listen, power. Power and self-control. The scripture says God does not give us a spirit of fear, but of power and love and a sound mind, self-control. So, listen, three, three things. Three things I think we're going to need in these next few years. If Jesus tarries is coming, that is. Three things. We're, we're going to need to be plugged into the power source so that we're not running on our own power and energy. It's bigger than that. And, and we're going to need a spirit of love that eliminates fear. And we're going to need... Self-control. Self-control. All comes from the Lord Jesus Christ. So God says, Let me fill every room of your heart. You've got several rooms. And, And let me fill all those rooms with love and peace. And power so that you don't have any fear so 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 li- listen to me just for a minute here listen because the innkeeper did not have room in the inn for Mary and Joseph for the baby to be born did not stop Jesus from being born that didn't stop Jesus from being born God has his plan. And God's purpose and his plan goes on and on and on. And so when the innkeeper said, I have no room for you, listen, it didn't hurt God. It hurt the innkeeper. He was cheated out of the blessing that God had for him. And so he missed the privilege of housing baby Jesus, the Savior of the world. Now listen, God's plan goes on. And in spite of me and you, God's plan is going to be fulfilled. It will. But he wants... To listen, use you and me to bless us. And he wants to use you and me in his plan. So, how do I make room for Jesus? Th- this is real simple. Three words invite him in. invite him in Jesus said in revelation behold i stand at the door knock if any man woman hears my voice and opens the door i'll come in and fellowship with him her now If you're here this morning and you've never trusted Christ the Savior, that's for you. The the Savior's waiting. He waits for you to call on Him to just say, Lord, I'm a sinner. I need a Savior. And you came into this world as the Savior to live the perfect life to die on the cross to pay my sin debt so that I might have a relationship and fellowship with the Heavenly Father. So if you're here this morning or if you're watching via live stream and, and, and you, you're not sure or maybe you know that you've never invited Jesus into your heart, why don't you open the door of your heart to Him this morning and say, Lord Jesus, come in. I ask you to forgive me. I want you to be my Savior. I want you to be my Lord. I don't understand it all. I just know what I've heard. I've heard enough to know. Listen, that's all you need to know right now. That's all you need to know. Maybe you're here this morning and you say, well, I've already done that. I know Jesus is the Savior. Got any rooms in your heart that you haven't opened the door to that you need to open and say, Jesus, here it is. I give... Myself to you. I give this room to you, whatever it is, whatever area of my life. He's knocking at the door of your heart. Would you make room for Jesus? Father, thank you for your great love for us. And God, sometimes we don't mean to, we get busy. We get occupied with other things. Our, our heart gets full. Our life gets full. But we want to make room for you. And so, Lord, in the quietness of this moment, as we talk to you and you talk to us, help us to do that. I pray for anybody that needs to make a decision this day. Could be somebody who needs Jesus as Savior. Could be somebody who's looking for a church home. Could be somebody who knows Jesus and needs to follow through with believers' baptism. Could be somebody with, with, with a burden, a, a load this morning they need lifted. You'll do that. Lord, I pray during this moment you'd help us to make those decisions we need to make as we make room for you. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Would you stand, please? If you have a need this morning, would you come? We'll pray with you. We'll help you, whatever that is. so glad that you were here this morning for this time of celebration. Let me just remind uh, trustees, don't forget as soon as we say amen, if you'll make your way to the room in the rear here, we'll have a short meeting. So trustees, make your way there when we dismiss. Uh, don't forget tonight, 5.30, I hope you'll come be a part of the Christmas carol candle uh, candlelights, um, and, and then You know, we're going to have, like I said, a time of refreshments, so bring some refreshments that we can all uh, enjoy, and hope you'll be here and invite somebody to come with you. God bless you. Merry Christmas to you. Love you.